My name is Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is your doctor's orders. COVID-19, how to survive without hoarding toilet paper. Coronavirus, or COVID-19, or as the International Committee on the Taxonomy of Viruses calls it, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2. The virus that has people hoarding toilet paper, making homemade sanitizer, creating panic, and little wonder. We don't have a vaccine against it, We don't have an antiviral that works like Tamiflu. And the mortality of this virus is higher than the mortality of influenza. Influenza, by the way, this year has killed over 120 kids and 18,000 adults. Here's the thing. I trained as a virologist. You know, one who studies viruses. I've published about them. I've manipulated the DNA of them. I spent years going in and out of the double-sealed doors of the Kovler Viral Oncology Labs at the University of Chicago. And today is going to be less about what we can eat or drink and more a bit of science about this virus. The World Health Organization decided to call it COVID-19 because they were afraid of the SARS designation of the virus might cause panic. Too late. This virus is on the upswing in the United States. This virus is highly infectious. You can pick it up on any surface that you go next to, place where you put your hands. Mostly it's transmitted also through the air. People sneeze or cough. It has a range of about 10 feet. And while the numbers of cases are declining in China, where the virus was first found in the city of Wuhan in the Hebei province, the number of cases are going exponentially, even logarithmically up in the United States and Europe. With nations imposing travel bans and quarantines, You can imagine arriving at your vacation only to find out that the nation just decided to impose a two-week quarantine and your vacation is spent in some isolation house arrest or getting stuck on a cruise ship. Talk about the ultimate bad three-hour tour turning into several weeks. But what bothers me seriously are the stories of the hospitals in northern Italy that do not have enough equipment for the patients who are coming in with this serious virus, where people are allowed to die because of their age because they just don't have enough medical equipment to save them. And what bothers me also are my fellow physicians who literally die in the front line in a battle against a virus. Something so small, you can only see it with an electron microscope. Mask envy. You see all those masks out there. My relatives asked me about buying masks because they travel a lot. I told them not to. Maybe you even tried buying that N95 mask 
the one that filters out 95% of the viral particles. Will that help you? Nope. For those who are familiar with Wuhan, everybody there who develops a sniffle wears a surgical mask. Did this stop this epidemic? Clearly not. Wearing a mask simply takes away one of the hospital supplies that your local hospital needs to treat people who are really ill. So how bad is this? Should we panic? What can we do to protect ourselves? Can we put on these draconian conditions of self-quarantine or quarantine of entire cities or states or counties? How do we take care of that? What's that going to do to the economy? Has a quarantine really ever worked? So, let's get to the virology side of it. This is a tiny infectious virus that is fragile. Now, I know you don't think it sounds fragile, but this virus is so fragile that when sunlight starts coming and hitting it, it will degrade quickly. That's why many of the virologists will tell you that when summer comes, we will see a lull in this virus. That's why there's some hope in the United States that this virus is coming at the right time because we are getting more sunlight. If you notice, influenza season happens usually in September, October, November, it's going full rate. Why? Because there is sunlight and UV light out there that actually kind of sterilizes against these tiny viral particles. They don't stand a chance. Those surfaces that you put your hands on outside inadvertently that carry viruses that you put on your fingers, that you put on your face, that you inhale in your nose, those viruses are less likely to survive the longer they're out there and they degrade much more rapidly in sunlight. So that's a little bit of hope. I don't know about you, but I get the same email from the school my kid's in, the airlines that I belong to, the scientific communities that I belong to. We're doing everything we can. Wash your hands. Don't go to work if you're sick. Let's talk about hand washing. People are hoarding hand sanitizer, 60% alcohol or greater. Does that help? Yep, it helps a little bit. It's better than nothing. But you know what helps more? Soap and water. 20 seconds. Now that doesn't seem long, but the way I've seen most people wash their hands in most bathrooms is they just basically wet their hands, squirt some soap on it, rinse it off and walk away. That won't do anything. 20 seconds. That's what you need. One Mississippi, two, 20 seconds. And if you do that, you're going to get rid of more virus on your hands than you can imagine. You're going to have to do that a lot. You need to do that every time you go to the bathroom, every time you come out of the bathroom. You need to do that every time you come home, you walk into a room. You need to do that a lot. It's much better than hand sanitizer. You know, in surgery, what we do, we scrub. Those hand sanitizers are available. But we scrub our hands because that's what works. Sometimes it's a 10-minute scrub. Sometimes it's a 5-minute scrub. And all we're asking of people out there is a 20-second hand washing. One other tip I recommend for you, get some lightly scented hand lotion. 
so that when you bring your hand to your face and you have that smell, you'll realize, oh, I want to keep my hand away from my face. Do you need to hoard sanitizer? No. Do you need to learn to wash with soap and water? Yes. By the way, if you're traveling, bring a bar of soap with you. I'm serious. You can bring a bar of soap into the bathroom in the plane. Because they may run out of soap, especially if it's a long flight, or they may not have it, or you may not want to use theirs. I'm wondering if soap on a rope will be the new necklace that us fashionistas will wear. Let's talk about surface decontamination. When someone sneezes or coughs, all these little water particles go out. And the virus floats freely in the air until it's either destroyed by sunlight or degrades naturally in the air temperature or it'll land on a surface. And if within 10 minutes of someone coughing, you haven't even seen them, you can't see them. They're 10 minutes ahead of you. You put your hand on a rail, on a surface, on a desk, on a phone, and there's virus on it, and it'll last on your hands about five minutes. You're going to get sick. So what if you want to decontaminate the surface? Should you buy those Clorox wipes? Well, first of all, you probably can't find them. There's Clorox wipes, there's Lysol wipes, there's lots and lots of wipes out there. Do you know what's more effective? Spraying with a dilute bit of Clorox and letting it air dry. How dilute? Two tablespoons of Clorox and a quart of water. Put it in a sprayer. Spray it on the surface. Let it air dry. It won't take long. If you're traveling on an airplane, you can take up to four ounces, so take three. If you don't want to have Clorox, you can use hydrogen peroxide. It will do the same thing. Compared to those little wipes that people are hoarding, this works much better. Most of the time, those wipes, all you're doing is smearing around the fecal bacteria. What about complementary and alternative medicine against viruses? That's got to work because it doesn't work for anything else. Well, let me point you to traditional Chinese medicine. Where did this virus start? It started in China. Did traditional Chinese medicine stop it? No. Not only that, but those herbs and supplements you get aren't regulated, and they have found all sorts of nonsense in those. They have found things like drugs that are active that can cause problems, so don't do that. What about elderberry syrup? <laughs> okay, so there was this small report about Sambucal that said, well, it increases the cytokine formation and helps boost the inflammatory side of some people and might have some antiviral effects. This was a study of 12 people. Here's the problem with elderberry syrup. I don't have anything against it. But remember, everything has an ineffective dose, an effective dose, and a toxic dose. 81 milligrams of aspirin is ineffective for a headache. 325 milligrams is the effective dose. Two bottles of aspirin is toxic. Elderberry syrup, I can't tell you. And I wish it was Sambuca instead of Sambucol because I could get behind that. Drinking tea? Well, you know there are some flavonoids in tea that prevent it. Mostly it's just kind of keeping hydrated that's important. Mother's penicillin, chicken soup. Well, penicillin doesn't work against the virus, nor do any antibiotics. But there are some anti-celial effects of chicken soup, which means it'll help you cough more. So you want to keep hydrated and it contains all those good vegetables. And who doesn't like chicken soup unless you're one of those? This virus belongs to the same class of virus as SARS, 
which stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, and MERS, which is Middle Eastern Respiratory Virus, and Cat Feline Distemper Virus. The viruses easily go from human to human. But at one time, these viruses came from an animal. That animal virus jumped to a human, like SARS was traced to civet cats, you know, of coffee fame, MERS to camels, and COVID probably to bats or something else. Everybody has their own thing. The reason that kids aren't prone to coronavirus-19 is this. There are four different types of coronaviruses that cause the common cold, and most of the people who get them are kids, teachers, and their parents. We think the reason that kids don't get or are not subject to COVID-19 is because there's a lot of cross-immunity between the coronaviruses that exist normally and everybody gets in the United States and COVID-19. Why is it adults, especially elderly people, are more affected by this? Turns out that COVID-19 goes to the lining of your lung, respiratory epithelia. And when the virus is duplicating, it takes over the machinery of the cell of your lung, it duplicates its virus, destroys the cell, explodes the cell, and spreads more viruses to neighboring cells. Your body is in a race. It's producing antibody to it as fast as it can, and you only have so much lung tissue. You lose if you have one of two problems. If you have lung problems and don't have enough lung tissue, like an elderly person with COPD who smokes, you will probably lose that battle. As the mortality suggests in China, elderly men had the worst problem. Men, by the way, tend to have more immune issues and tend to die more from viruses than women. We think women have a more voluptuous immune system because that's how nature made it so that they can have kids. On the other hand, women pay for that because there are more women with autoimmune diseases. If you have an immune deficiency problem, let's say you had a transplant for a kidney, or let's say you had a transplant for a liver, or let's say you have an infection with HIV, or let's say you're just getting old and the immune system is wearing out like your joints, you are at a higher risk of your immune system not mounting the response in time enough to save you lungs. The good part of this is that we really were very fast, and by we, I mean the scientific community, my fellow virologists, they had the genome sequence of this by early January. They had the test kits by the end of January. And by early February, the World Health Organization sent test kits to 57 nations, not the United States. So we're really pretty good. There are 30 trials going on looking at various antiviral medications that might work in this. Everything from anti-ACE inhibitors to certain antibiotics that work to stabilize membranes that the SARS virus might get to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. As we look at this virus today, it probably helps to see how rapidly this virus spreads in a population. I want you to take a couple of dates. In 10 days, 10 days, Italy went from having 600 cases to 9,000 cases. They went from having about one case per million to having over 150 cases per million. 
China has gone down. They only have 56 cases per million, but their population is pretty bad. It took 10 days for that to happen. That brought out draconian measures. What about living conditions? The worst places to be are in crowded living conditions like the Diamond Princess, which used to be the second most infected place on the planet. The first being China. The second was the Diamond Princess until recently when Italy and Iran and South Korea and Spain and France and Germany and the USA beat it. The Diamond Princess has, as any cruise ship aficionado knows, crowded conditions. Where else are crowded conditions? A lot of the smaller cities in Italy. New York, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Those are crowded conditions. You have a country house? Might be time to take that vacation. Is this a good time to travel? Well, sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes you have to travel. But most of our scientific meetings are being canceled because we're scientists, we're doctors. We're canceling them because in the abundance of caution... Recently, the state of Israel announced you can't come into Israel unless you stay in a quarantine for two weeks. This might happen to other borders, too. Are those particularly effective? No, because viruses really don't understand borders. A virus will not stop at border security and say, can I go through? Nope, okay, I'm, I'm fine. Social isolation, does that work? Yeah, you know, if you're sick, you ought to stay home. But here's the issue. Most of you are going to get this virus. The vast majority of you may have gotten it already. We know, based on the evidence that happened in Seattle, that the virus had been there for six weeks, going throughout the community before it hit that poor life center where the first people in the United States died. It's been in the United States. We can shut down all of our borders entirely, and it won't help. It's here. And chances are you're going to get it. Here's the bottom line. Traditional Chinese medicine didn't work. It originated in China. Masks don't work. Everybody in Wuhan City wore them. Hand washing does. If you're sick, stay home. Sunlight will help it. Eat healthy. And that means plenty of fruits and vegetables. Vitamin C will not stop this virus. Lots of loads taking megadoses won't stop this virus. Taking viral infusions through your vein won't stop this virus or make your immune system stronger. Just be healthy. Just be reasonable. If you don't know how to wash your hands, by golly, just start. It's not that hard. And for God's sake, if this hits us as we think it will. Please don't hoard the damn surgical masks. Surgeons need those. And for God's sakes, what are you doing with toilet paper? Get a bidet. Thanks for listening. This was one of the more difficult ones that I had to do. And remember, if you are sick and you think you have this, if you're having breathing trouble, by all means, go to an emergency room you have sick with cold symptoms, please don't crowd the emergency room. This podcast is a part of Your Doctor's Orders Network and is produced and distributed by our friends at Simpler Media Productions. 
my executive producers, the talented and beautiful April Simpson, to studio in Ventura, California. I'm proud to be in. You can follow my snarky comments and information about the COVID-19 virus and other things on Twitter, where I am at Dr. Terry Simpson. Until next time, don't drink the water, drink the wine. Actually, I'm kind of thinking drink the scotch. Hey, Evo. You know, as long as everybody's making up crap about what will solve this virus, let's tell them that they should all be drinking. What don't we like? Because if we tell them to drink scotch, the scotch price is going to go up. I have to think about this. We're sorry. The person you are calling has taken a vacation to his country house on his doctor's orders.